Welcome to the Study His Word podcast, brought to you by Fear and the Faith, where we read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. The Bible is full of great wisdom and stories that we can use to better our Christ-like walk every day. Join us on our mission to get one million people to read the Bible cover to cover. Visit studyhisword.com for more info, resources we have available, upcoming projects, and events. First Chronicles 17, let's get into this. All right, after David settled in his palace, he said to Nathan the prophet, here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under a tent. Nathan replied to David, whatever you have in mind, do it for God is with you. But that night, the word of God came to Nathan saying, go and tell my servant David, This is what the Lord says. You are not the one to build me a house to dwell in. I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought Israel up out of Egypt to this day. I have moved from one tent site to another, from one dwelling place to another. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their leaders whom I commanded to shepherd my people, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name like the names of the greatest men on earth, and I will provide a place for my people Israel, and will plant them so that they can have a home of their land, their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore. And they did as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also subdue all your enemies. I declare to you that the Lord will build a house for you. When your days are over and you go to be with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, one of your own sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for me, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. I will never take my love away from him as I took it away from your predecessors. I set him over my house and my kingdom forever. His throne will be established forever. Nathan reported to David all the words of this entire revelation. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, Lord God, and what is my family that you have brought me this far? And as if there were not enough in your sight, my God, you have spoken about the future of the house of your servant. You, Lord God, have looked on me as though I were in the most exalted of men. What more can David say to you for honoring your servant? For you know your servant. Lord, for the sake of your servant and according to your will, you have done this great thing and made known all these great promises. There is no one like you, Lord, and there is no God but you. As we have heard with our own ears, and who is like your people Israel, the one nation on earth whose God went out to redeem redeem a people for himself? and to make a name for yourself, and to perform great and awesome wonders by driving out nations from before your people, whom you redeemed from Egypt. 
You made your people Israel your very own forever, and you, Lord, have become their God. And now, Lord, let the promise you have made concerning your servant and his house be established forever. Do as you promised, so that it will be established and that your name will be great forever. Then people will say, the Lord Almighty, the God over Israel, is the Israel's God. And the house of your servant David will be established before you. You, my God, have revealed to your servant that you will build a house for him. So your servant has found courage to pray for you. You, Lord, are God. You have promised these good things to your servant. Now you have been pleased to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever in your sight. For you, Lord, have blessed it, and it will be blessed forever. First Chronicles 18. In the course of time, David defeated the Philistines and subdued them, and he took Gath and its surrounding villages from the control of the Philistines. David also defeated the Moabites, and they became subject to him and brought him tribute. Moreover, David defeated Hadadazar, king of Zorah, in the vicinity of Hamath. When he went up to set his, set his monument at the Euphrates River, David captured a thousand of his chariots, seven thousand charioteers, and twenty thousand foot, foot soldiers. He hamstrung all but a hundred of the chariot horses. When the Armenians of Damascus came to help Hadadezar, king of Zobah, David struck down twenty-two thousand of them. He put garrisons in the Armenian kingdom of Damascus and the Aramean, and the and the Arameans became subject to him, and brought him tribute. The Lord gave David victory wherever he went. David took the gold shields carried by the officers of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. From Teba to Kun, towns that belonged to Hadadezer, David took a great quantity of bronze, which Solomon used to make the bronze sea, the pillars, and the various bronze articles. When Tao, king of Hamath, heard that David had defeated the entire army of Hadadezer, king of Zobah, he sent his son Hadaram to King David to greet him and congratulate him on his victory in battle over Hadadezer, and who had, been, who had been at war with Tao. Hadaram brought all kinds of articles of gold, of silver, and of bronze. King David dedicated these articles to the Lord as he had done with the silver and gold he had taken from all these nations, Edom and Moab, the Ammonites and the Philistines, and Amalek. Abishai, son of Zeruiah, struck down 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He put garrisons in Edom, and all the Edomites became subject to David. The Lord gave David victory wherever he went. David reigned over all Israel, doing what was just and right for all his people. Joab, son of Zeruiah, was over the army. Jeshaphat, son of Ahilud, was recorder. Zadok, son of Ahitub and Ahimelech, son of Abathar, were priests. Shavsa was secretary. Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, over, was over the Carathites and Pelethites. And David's sons 
were chief officials at the king's side. First, Chronicles 19. In the course of time, Nahash, king of the Ammonites, died, and his son succeeded him as king. David thought, I will show kindness to Hanun, son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. So David sent a delegation to express his sympathy to Hanun concerning his father. When David's envoys came to Hanun at the land of the Ammonites to express sympathy to him, the Ammonite commanders said to Hanun, Do you think David is honoring your father by sending envoys to you to express sympathy? Haven't his envoys come to you only to explore and spy out the country and overthrow it? So Hanun seized David's envoys, shaved them, cut off their garments at their buttocks, and sent them away. When someone came and told David about the men, he sent messengers to meet them, for they were greatly humiliated. The king said, stay at Jericho till your beards have grown, and then come back. When the Ammonites realized that they had become obnoxious to David, Hanun and the Ammonites sent a thousand talents of silver to hire chariots and charioteers from Aram, Naharim, Aram, Makkah, and Zobah. They hired 32,000 chariots and charioteers, as well as the king of Makkah, with his troops, who came and camped near Medeba. While the Ammonites were mustered from their own t- from their towns and moved out for battle. On hearing this, David sent Joab out with the entire army of fighting men. The Ammonites came out and drew up in battle formation at the entrance to their city, while the king who had come by who had come were by themselves in the open country. Joab saw that there were battle lines in front of him and behind him. So he selected some of the best troops in Israel and deployed them against the Arameans. He put the rest of the men under his command of Abishai, his brother, and they were deployed against the Ammonites. Joab said, if the army, the Arameans are too strong for me, then you are to rescue me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will rescue you. Be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is good in his sight. Then Joab and the troops which with him advanced to fight the Arameans, and they fled before him. When the Ammonites realized that the Arameans were fleeing, they too fled before his brother Abishai and went inside the city. So Joab went back to Jerusalem. After the Arameans saw that they had been routed by Israel, they sent messengers and had the Arameans brought from beyond the Euphrates River with Shofak, the commander of Hadadezar's army, leading them. When David was told of this, he gathered all Israel and crossed the Jordan. He advanced against them and formed his battle lines opposite them. David formed his lines to meet the Arameans in battle, and they fought against him. But they fled before Israel, and David killed 7,000 of their charioteers and 40,000 of their foot soldiers. He also killed Shofak, the commander of their army. When the vassals of Hadadazar saw that they had been routed by Israel, they made peace with David and became subject to him. So the Arameans were not willing to help the Ammonites anymore. 
That concludes our reading for the day. Thanks for taking a little bit of your day to listen to the Word. We hope today's message really spoke to you. Remember, you can find more resources, connect with us, or sign up to get weekly readings on our website, studyhisword.com. Until next time, God bless you, and may His light shine upon you.